We're studying the story of our great redemption, the innocent Jesus giving his life for the guilty humanity, and what he suffered in our place. And you really got to go back and listen to the previous teaching on it. Acts 2.27 is our foundation. Because, remember, this is on the day of Pentecost. Peter's preaching this. So it's not something that we should look at as something that's not foundational for the church. This is a foundational teaching for the church. You'll not leave my soul in Hades, talking about Jesus, nor will you give your Holy One to see corruption. And that same word, Hades, that's translated hell in some translations, is the same word for hell or Hades that's found in the teaching of Jesus in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 24, as the Hades or hell of flames and torments and suffering that the wicked rich man was taken to. And we said that Jesus went to hell in our place because he suffered for us what we would have had to suffer. Now here again are some important verses from Psalms 18, which is a messianic psalm, about the torments of Jesus in hell and when God brought him up out of Hades. And we see how this meshes beautifully with what we taught and saw in Psalms 88 and also Isaiah 53. And it says, I'm going to read again verses 4 through 10. The cords of death hem me in. Yea, the floods of the ungodly overwhelm me. Cords of Sheol, or we could say Hades here, because it's the same word translated Hades, and it does not mean the grave. If you'll study it out and are actually a student of the word and not just follow dead tradition or the false ideas of uh, wrong theology, you'll see that it's talking about this place of torment. And I've given you scripture for it. As a matter of fact, the word Hades is used about 10 times. I believe it's 10 times in the New Testament. And none of the times does it ever refer to the grave. And none of the times does it ever refer to heaven or to the place where Abraham and Lazarus were in the underworld until after Jesus was raised from the dead. And then finally people could go to heaven. All of the times that it's used, Hades always refers to the place of death and the place of departed spirits and the place of torment and the place of suffering and the place of uh, and the, uh, the place the the place of torment and that's what this is referring to cords of shell surrounded me the snares of death confronted me in my distress i called on jehovah and i cried to my god he heard my voice out of his temple and my cry went before him into his ears then the earth shook and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains quaked and were shaken, because it angered him. A smoke went up out of his nostrils, and fire devoured out of his mouth. Coals were kindled from it. He bowed the heavens also, and came down, and darkness was under his feet. And he rode on a cherub, and he flew, yea, he soared on the wind, wings of the wind. Now that's Psalms 18, verses 4 through 10. Verses 4 and 5 tell us of his suffering in Hades, but then it tells us how God brought his soul and spirit out from among the dead. Notice that Jesus cried to Jehovah. God heard his son from his temple, because the prayer of the son made sin went before Jehovah into his ears. Notice that when God heard his son from hell, that it angered God, and that all the earth shook violently. God spoke from heaven, and all the earth and all of hell shook and quaked. Why was God angry? He was angry because Jesus was in hell illegally. The voice of Jehovah went cutting through the flames of fire in Hades to get his son back. Thank God. 
Amen. Now this meshes perfectly with Psalms 88 verses 9 through 12 and also where it talks about these flames, the, the sword of God cutting through the flames of fire in Psalms 29 and verse 7. Let's go on and read there in Psalms 18. Look at verse 13. Jehovah also thundered from heaven, and the highest gave forth his voice. Hail stones and coals of fire. Now read that in the context of Psalms 29. It's powerful. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightning and confounded them. Now that's verse 13 and 14. So you see, light came from the power and light company of heaven and shot through into the darkness of Hades and shone on the sun. The spotlight of heaven was on the sun. Every demon of Hades that had gathered the mock and further afflict the Son of God was suddenly scattered by the great light of God that flooded Hades, and they ran in confusion in every direction. Now look at verse 15. Then the stream beds of water were seen, and the foundations of the earth were bared at your rebuke. O Jehovah, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils, he sent from on high, he took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from ones hating me, for they were stronger than I. See, Jesus was delivered from the place and from the foe that he could not defeat without God's power and God's backing. And it says, and he brought me into a broad place. Uh, I skipped down to verse 21. He brought me out of a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Jehovah rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has repaid me. For I have kept the ways of Jehovah and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not turn away his statutes from me. For I was upright with him and kept myself from my guilt. And Jehovah has returned to me according to my righteousness. Amen. According to the cleanness of my hands before my eyes. Before his eyes. That's verses 21 through 24 of Psalms 18. Amen. Jesus never sinned. And thank God, God had every right to get his son back. And we'll talk some more about that on our next study.